ตัวตัวตัวนี้ตัวนี้ลาจิเรบะตะลาสัมบาชะวังตัวสัมบาติเจบิเซตะลาลุตุเซวาทะบะดุบิลาจิเรจิเตนะปะบาสตาสัมบ
so the first category, the mental training, uh, when we look at Lama Tsongkhapa's text, we find that there are two categories. Uh, first, identifying the mind intent on liberation, uh, and then the method for developing the mind intent on liberation. Lama Tsongkhapa in this first category just presents uh, one category, but when we look at Jayan Sheba's uh, commentary, uh, we find that there are three categories under, under the heading of identifying the mind intent on liberation. Uh, first category is actual liberation. Second category is the mind seeking it. And the third category is what is actually abandoned uh, um, when one is seeking li uh, heading to liberation. So what are the abandonments along that path? Uh, so these are the three categories that we find in, in Jayan Sheba's text, and we've already gone through that. The next category is the method for developing the mind intent on liberation. And, and then we find uh, um, there are uh, two categories within that section. First, reflection on suffering and its origin, uh, and then reflection from the viewpoint of the 12 uh, dependent arisings, or the 12 links of dependent origination. Uh, so these are the two categories uh, there. Uh, um, uh, um, let me just make sure. Uh, Okay, so the two categories there. And then we have uh, that first category of reflection on suffering and its origin. Uh, and then there are two categories, reflection on the truth of suffering, the faults of cyclic existence, and then reflection on the process of cyclic existence in terms of its origin. And then the uh, category of reflection on the truth of suffering, the faults of cyclic existence, has two categories. The first category showing the significance of the Buddha's asserting the truth of suffering as the first of the four truths. Uh, and then the actual meditation on suffering. So that's where we're going to begin, is the actual meditation on suffering. Uh, so we find that on page 271 uh, in the, the text in English. And the Nietzsche Juni Rinpoche. Nietzsche Juni Rinpoche. Okay. Nietzsche Juni Rinpoche. Nietzsche Juni Rinpoche. Okay. Nietzsche Juni Rinpoche. Okay. Nibadunga what what 
So, uh, under the category, the actual meditation on suffering, uh, we find it says, the actual meditation on suffering is explained in two parts. First, reflection on the universal suffering of cyclic existence. Uh, that word universal is actually the one that is just the same word when we have general. The reflection on uh, the, the uh, karmans results in general and then specifically. So they've chosen the word universal here, but this is really could be just translated as general. Uh, see, the next category is specific. Um, so these are the reflection on the general suffering of, suffering of cyclic existence, just for the sake of the lexicon, and then reflection on specific sufferings. Uh, so those are the two categories. The first category, reflection on the uh, universal suffering or the general suffering of cyclic existence, uh, is divided into three. Uh, reflection on the eight types of suffering, reflection on the six types of suffering, and then meditation on the three types of suffering. Um, so. Uh, here, uh, in this uh, section, uh, on the reflection on the eight types of suffering, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa only presents one category. Uh, so when we look at Jayan Sheba's uh, commentary, we find that he divides it into six different parts. Uh, so the first part uh, of uh, um, the, com the first category in Jayan Sheba's co uh, commentary deals with uh, who stated these categories, uh, what is the origin of these categories. Um, I'm going to uh, get the literal translation of this outline for next time. Um, but who stated this? Who, who, where is the origin of, of uh, the, the um, different categories of suffering? Uh, so here we find a quote from Nagarjuna's uh, um, friendly letter, uh, um, or letter to a friend, uh, and, and that is the first category uh, within the commentary um, outline. เนี่ยเตบะอันเดเบพุนตันชวะตันกะตันนาสุดึงเนี่ยตมายีจุนเนี่ยคว่าละเนี่ยจุนเสจิงเสสุนบะตะกุนบะโวสเสสุนบะต
So we have here, just to correct from before, uh, this category in Jayan Sheva's uh, um, outline, the first one deals specifically with this category of eight. Uh, so what is the origin of these eight? Um, so we find the quote from Nagarjuna's friendly letter, letter to a friend, Your Highness, be disenchanted with cyclic existence, which is the origin of many sufferings, being deprived of what you want, death, illness, old age, uh, and so on. Um, so here, Your Highness is referring to the king that um, Lord Nagarjuna was writing to, uh, King Deshe Zampo. 
Um, so uh, your highness is referring to that. Uh, be disenchanted with cyclic existence, which is the origin of many sufferings. Uh, so here we have, uh, after that, um, four types of suffering, and then it says, and so on. So uh, this is referring uh, um, to the eight types of suffering. Nagarjuna lists four, and the and so on uh, is referring to the other four. Uh, so we have the first, uh, being deprived of what you want, death, illness, uh, and old age. Um, so when we read on, uh, it says here, cultivating a sense of disenchantment with cyclic existence means reflecting on it as the origin of many sufferings. The eight types of suffering include the four that Nagarjuna states explicitly, being deprived of what one wants and so forth, as well as the four that are indicated by words and so on. The Bhagavan taught these eight in many discourses when he identified the truth of suffering. Uh, so the four that are presented here uh, uh, um, deprived of what you want, death, illness, uh, and old age, when coupled with the four of the suffering of birth, the suffering of encountering what is unpleasant, the suffering of separation from what is pleasant, and the, the suffering of the five appropriated aggregates make a total of eight types of suffering. So that and so on is referring to uh, the omitted sufferings, uh, uh, repeat, repeated them twice, uh, which are the suffering of birth, uh, the suffering of encountering what is unpleasant, the suffering of separation from what is pleasant, and the suffering of the five uh, appropriated aggregates. Uh, so here uh, we find a total of eight, uh, um, four indicated by words, uh, and four explicitly written by Master Nagarjuna. Dude <laughs> Okay, so then it says the Bhagavan uh, taught these uh, eight discourses, eight and many discourses when he identified the truth of suffering. Um, so uh, here, uh, this is saying that uh, um, the one thus gone, this is referring to uh, Lord Buddha, uh, taught these in uh, eight in many discourses. So he, in many of the sutra teachings, Lord Buddha, uh, whether they were the Hinayana or the Mahayana teachings, identified uh, these eight uh, types of suffering when he was going over uh, the truth of suffering. Um, so this is the section. Uh, that deals with uh, wh what is the origin of these eight categories, where is it from, and then we find that the Buddha uh, presented these in many discourses and many sutra teachings, uh, and then we find the quote uh, that uh, kind of abbreviates them in uh, Master Nagarjuna's letter to a friend. <laughs> Did not to move me not to ask. 
我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是不是我等于是
the, the um, persons of small capacity. We found uh, all of the teachings on the black and white karma, karma that is certain, karma that is, uh, karma that is uh, uncertain, uh, and the various categories and so forth. Uh, and then also the desire to abandon the lower realms of cyclic existence. So uh, we found uh, um, all of those points about the various types of suffering of the lower realms of cyclic existence, uh, and then also those categories of karma and so forth. Um, these points are called shared in common um, because they are necessary uh, to um, have, the wisdom is necessary to have at all of the various uh, stages and capacities. Uh, so the, uh, it is called the, uh, the, the um, teaching that is shared in common or the pathway that is shared in common with beings of small capacity because it is also in common with beings of medium capacity and also in common with beings of great capacity. These stages aren't uh, disregarded um, as one graduates to the next capacity. They're a wisdom that has to stay present and then couple with the next uh, amount of wisdom that comes with the next uh, capacity. Um, so um, when uh, we're looking at the um, um, reflection uh, and according to the medium capacity, we see the reflection on the different types of suffering, such as the uh, um, suffering of suffering, the suffering of change, pervasive compounded suffering, uh, suffering of birth, aging, sickness, and death, and so forth. Um, we find all of these presentations. Uh, when one is meditating upon these, he or she should also be meditating simultaneously on the previous wisdoms uh, and the small capacity teachings uh, and not disregard them. Uh, um, uh, so these uh, are all stages uh, that um, are, um, are needed. Uh, the prior stage is always needed as a basis uh, for the next stage. Uh, so that's the point that's being made uh, in this uh, second section um, uh, in Lama Tsongkhapa's text. So this is point number two in Jayan Sheba's outline. Tambula dunge ji, ji dunge, gai dunge, nai dunge, chi dunge, muduba the chibi dunge, tuba the tei dunge, duba cheta, manebi dunge, dona nyoale, pomunga dunga was, what the ji, the what the sajin or civil civil go to are, don't you should end with sajin teda. So it e becomes easier. Uh, if we just look at the actual outline, there's a text that's just the outline of the Lamrim Chemo. We find that in the English and begins each of the sections. So it becomes easier if we're looking for those specific categories of suffering at times for us to just look at the outline itself. Uh, and then we're able to see reflection on the eight types of suffering, the suffering of birth, the suffering of old age, the suffering of illness, the suffering of death, the suffering of encountering what is unpleasant, the suffering of separation from what is pleasant, the suffering of not getting what you want, the suffering of the five appropriated aggregates. So when we just look at the outline itself, uh, it's easier to just pull that um, specific information out. <laughs> Gai dunge, nai dunge, chi dunge, what does one thing was to them on my bear? And a Maduba the Treba, the Duba the Treba needs to do Barua. Do be more precision, my neighbor there, most of them by him, and do be more than said Robota. Teban do be more than said Tombate, Tombate, do be more said there, less about it, my neighbors of what they, Tombate and Dua. 
so then if we look directly at the outline uh, and then we begin to um, look at the categories that are presented so if we say that there are two categories when we look at uh, Nagarjuna's uh, text uh, those categories that are uh, explicitly presented uh, or that Nagarjuna states explicitly and then those categories that are indicated by words indicated by the words and so on so when we look at the outline we can look at each of those categories and figure out which uh, of those they are they're either um, explicitly spoken or they're indicated by words so when we look back at the outline we see the suffering of birth uh, that is indicated by words because it's not explicitly stated. Uh, second category, uh, the suffering of old age, uh, we find in Nagarjuna's text is explicitly presented. Uh, the suffering of illness is explicitly presented. The suffering of death is explicitly presented. Then the suffering of encountering what is unpleasant is something indicated by words uh, and so on. Then the suffering of uh, separation from what is pleasant is something that is indicated by words and so on. The suffering of not getting what you want uh, is found in Nag uh, the Nagarjuna text, so this is something Nagarjuna states explicitly. Uh, and then the suffering of the five appropriated aggregates falls into the category of indicated by the words and so on. Um, so this is, uh, it'd be, it's easy when, uh, just going back to kind of just clarify what I translated before, it's easy to understand these two categories when we look at the outline and then identify them one by one. So what uh, Jayan Sheba is stating is what is the origin of this? Uh, so then we have the Bhagavan taught these eight in many discourses. So the, uh, the one thus gone, Lord Buddha, identified these eight that Master Nagarjuna abbreviated uh, in his text, the letter to a friend. Uh, so this is the, cat the, the category uh, um, Jayan Sheba presents uh, first. Uh, so when we're going back now, so the first category is, is that. Um, what is the origin of this, uh, these eight? Where does this come from? Um, so that's... So, uh, that's good. so the but uh, it says in many discourses. So in many sutra teachings uh, um, and others, uh, they were presented um, by Lord Buddha. <laughs> で、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、と、
so the next uh, category, um, um, Jayan Sheba's outline, uh, deals with the, the common uh, stages of the path that one should practice uh, um, in this uh, medium capacity. So uh, here, during every session in which you meditate on the teaching shared with persons of medium capacity, Take up as well the shared teachings that I explained in the section on the practices appropriate to persons of small capacity. So those um, stages of the path that are in common with persons of small capacity uh, are stages that are in common with beings of medium capacity and stages that are common with beings of great capacity as well. Um, so one does not disregard those wisdoms that one uh, arises, uh, that the wisdom that arises in those various stages, one couples it with the new wisdoms one is trying to uh, um, have arise um, or, or realize. Um, so um, then, then uh, so one should uh, reflect then uh, simultaneously uh, on what was presented in the pathways for persons of small capacity, such as the um, black and white karma and its results, karma that is certain, karma that is uncertain. And then it says, as for the teachings that are not shared with persons of, of small capacity, uh, um, so this could be referring to the teaching on the truth of the pervasive compounded suffering. Um, so this is a... Um, something that is not shared, that's exclusive within the medium scope. So it's saying that if it's something that's not shared, um, so that would be an example of something not shared, this idea of pervasive compounded suffering. Uh, so uh, as for the teachings that are not shared with persons of small capacity, if your mind is strong, sustain them in meditation, uh, in meditation in exactly the way I have written them here. Um, so if you have enough wisdom Meditate on these. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, meditate on uh, these medium capacity teachings uh, that are not shared in common with the small capacity teachings, just as they are presented. Pre meditate on them with the scriptural citations. Meditate them on. Meditate on them with the presentations that are given, and so forth. If you don't have enough wisdom, it says, if your mind is strong, sustain them in meditations in exactly the way I have written them here. If it is weak, if your wisdom is not, if you don't have enough wisdom, then leave out the scriptural citations and only meditate on the meaning of the points I have outlined.
mind. So look at if you aren't able to uh, meditate on everything um, because of not having enough wisdom, not having uh, this mind is weak. Rinpoche is saying is kind of like not enough wisdom. So that's why I'm translating it like that. There might be a more specific way, but um, uh, if you have enough wisdom, meditate in this way. With uh, meditating on and analyzing the, the scriptural citations and, and, and looking at the commentary Lama Tsongkhapa presents uh, and, and everything else. If not. Just look at the outline uh, that condenses all of the points uh, and think about uh, those um, and meditate on the meaning of that, those points that are outlined with leaving out some of these extra details. Um, so this is the point of this second uh, category. <laughs> Majiba, What Shingo Shabba, Dungele jambi 
ਗਵਾਦ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਜੋ ਮਰ ਮਗਵਲ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਜੋ ਮਰੇ ਰੋਮਤੇ ਕਾਇਆ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਜੋ ਮਰੇ ਮਤਾਵਾਂ ਸੈਮੇ ਬਲਾ ਗੋਸੂ ਗਾਗੁਰਸ ਸੈਮੇ ਬਲਾ ਗੋਬਾ ਗੋਬਾ ਸਨਾ ਉਤਮੇ ਬਲ ਸੰਤ ਮਤ ਜੇਦਾ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਬਤ ਗੋਬਾ ਮਰਬੈ ਗੋਸੂ ਗਾਸ ਓਕੇ ਤਨੇ ਨੀ ਤਾ ਟਵਾ ਮੋਬਾ ਟਵਾ ਨੀਮੋ ਨੀਮੋ ਤਾ ਨੀਮੋ ਤਾ ਟਵਾ ਗੁਰੇਸ ਨੀ ਤਾ ਮੋਬਾ ਹਮ ਨੀ ਤਾ ਮੋਬਾ ਹਮ ਨੀ ਸਨਾ ਗਾਸੂ ਉਤ ਨੀ ਖਰਜੂਲ ਉਹਾਂਸ਼ੀ ਕੰਬਾ ਦੁਵਾਸ਼ੀ ਬਸ਼ਲੇਜੀ ਸੰਜੂਤਾ ਨੀ ਮਰਵੇ ਨੋ ਬਨੀ ਮੋਬਸਨਾ ਸੈਕਲ ਮਹਿਬਾ ਬਾਬਾ ਨਾ ਜੀ ਉਤੇ ਨਾ ਤੂੰ ਦਾ ਜੀਵੇ ਤੇ ਤੋਲ ਮੋਬਲ ਹੋ ਤੂੰ ਮੋਬਾ ਮੋਬਾ ਨੀ ਮੋਤਾ ਮੋਬਾ ਯਾਂਜੇ ਪਰਸੇ ਤਾ ਨੀ ਸਨਾ ਗਾਸੂ ਉਹਾਂਸ਼ੀ ਨਾ ਤੂੰ ਦੁਵਾਸ਼ੀ ਬਸ਼ਲੇਜੀ ਸੰਜੂਤ ਨੀ ਮਰਵੇ ਨੀ ਦਿਸ ਸਬਦੂ ਨੀ ਉਹਾਂਸ਼ੀ ਗਾਸੂ ਨੀ ਖੰਦੂ ਨੋ ਮੇਕ ਨਾ ਮੇ ਤਨਾ ਮੇਕ ਤੂੰ ਮਦੂ ਅਜੂ ਗੋਮਰ ਹੋਦਾ ਉਹਾਂਸ਼ੀ ਨਾ ਤੂੰ ਦੁਵਾਸ਼ੀ ਬਸ਼ਲੇਜੀ ਸੰਜੂਤ ਨੀ ਰੇ ਸੁਨੀ ਮੋਬਸਨਾ ਅਨੰਗਾਸ ਸੈਨ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਦੇ ਤੇ ਸਭ ਮੈਂ ਬਜੇ ਨਾ ਤੂੰ ਰਜ ਦੇ ਦੋ ਤੂੰ ਮੋਬਤ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੋਏ ਜਰੂਰਤਾ ਮੋਬਾ ਨੀਮੋ ਤੇ ਚੋ ਗੁਰੇਸ ਨੀਮੋ ਤਾ ਸ਼ੇਵਾ ਤੋ ਮਤਾ ਸ਼ੇਵਾ ਨਮੀ ਬਸੇਬ ਮੈਂ ਬਸ ਮੈਂ ਬਸੇਬ ਗੁਰੇ ਸ਼ੇਵਾ ਤੋ ਨਾਇਆ ਮਤਾਵਾ ਸਾ ਸ਼ੇਵਾ ਤੋ ਮਤਾਵਾ ਸ਼ੇਵਾ ਦੁਨੇ ਕੋਨ ਦੇ ਦੁਨੇ ਸਾਲੋਤੇ ਚੇ ਸੈਸ਼ਨਸ ਲੋ ਸੇਬ ਛਾਬਜ ਗੁਰੇਸ ਸੈਸ਼ਨ ਤਾਮਿੰਗਾਨ ਲੋ ਸੇਬ ਇਹ ਬਲ ਬਠੋਂ ਸੇ ਗੋਮਾਰੋ ਮਤੂਲ ਛਜਾ ਜਾ ਬਨਾਏ ਉਹ ਸੇ ਟੋਂਬੇ ਰੋਆ ਸੇਬ ਜੇ ਟੋਂਬੇ ਗੁਰੇਸ ਨੇ ਵਾਤੇ ਦੁਨੇ ਤੋਂ ਤੋਂ ਦੇ ਬਲਾ ਅਨ ਸੇਬ ਮੈਂ ਨਾ ਵਾਤੇ ਸ਼ੇਵਾ ਲੈ ਦੇ ਬਲ ਸ਼ੇਵਾ ਚੇ ਸੈਸ਼ਨ ਤਾਮਿੰਗਾਨ ਠੇਸਾ ਸੋ ਗੋਤੇ ਸਾ ਤਾਮਿੰਗ ਆਨੇ ਅਨੇ ਵਤੇ ਚੇਸੇ ਜੀ ਤਾਮਿੰਗ ਨੇ ਸੋਦੇ ਵਤੇ ਸ਼ਿਵਾਂ ਤੋਂ ਗੋਬਤ ਸ਼ਿਵਾਂ ਤੋਂ ਟਵਾ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਸਾਰੇ ਠੇਚਾ ਗੋਂਦੇਸ ਗੋਗੋਰੇਸ ਸੂਸੂ ਦੁਸਨਾ ਸ਼ੁੰਜੂਲੇਸ ਦੇਜੂ ਤਾਨੇ ਕਾਤੂ ਸੋ ਯਰੀ ਦੇਸੋ ਚੇਸੇ ਚੇਸੇ ਚਾਂ ਸੇਰੇ ਇਵੇਂ ਸ਼ੇਬਨੇ ਤਿਨੀ ਦੇਵੀ ਤੇ ਤਾਂ ਹਾ ਡੋਬਈ ਨਾ ਤਾਂ ਗੂ ਜਬ ਨਾ ਖਰੀ ਨਾ ਦਾ ਉਹ ਤੇ ਸੇਮਾਈ ਬੱਚੇ ਨੇ ਹਾ ਡੋਇਆ ਗੂ ਜਾਇਆ ਉਹ ਕੇ ਛਬਰੇਸ ਸੇਈ ਨੇ ਅਨੰਗ ਹਾ ਡੋਇਆ ਤਾਂ ਗੂ ਜੋਤਨ ਜਬਈ ਨਾ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਸਿਰਾ ਜਬ ਛੁਜੂ ਰੇਸ ਜਬ ਛੁਬੀ ਉਹ ਮਾਰਸ ਦੇਜੂ ਤਾਂ ਨਾ ਸੰਗਾ ਦੇਜੂ ਸੰਗਾ ਹਾ ਡੋਬਤ ਸੁਮਾਰ ਬੈ ਦੇਜੂ ਹਾ ਡੋਬਲ ਸੁਬਾ ਦੇਜੂ ਤਾਂ ਨੇ ਕਾਤੂ ਸੋ ਅਨੰਗ ਲਾਗੂ ਬਤਾ ਦੁਨੇ ਗੋਬਤ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੈਂ ਗੋਬਲ ਸੋ ਕਾਤੂ ਸੋ ਯਾਰੀ ਤੇ ਸੁਸ਼ੇ ਜੇ ਯਾਰੇ ਬੁ ਗੋਬਈ ਨਾ ਆ ਸੇਈ ਨੇ ਉਹ ਤੇ ਸੇਬਈ ਨਾ ਅਨੇ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਸੇਈ ਸੇਬਾ ਨੇ ਤੇਜੀ ਰੇਬੀ ਤੁਮੇ ਸੋਸ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਛਬੀ ਉਹ ਮਾਰੇ ਸੁਣਦੇ ਸਰ ਦੇਵੀ ਆ ਛਬੀ ਆ ਬੁ ਮਾਰੇ ਸੇ ਸੇ ਸਾ ਈ ਜੇ ਤੂੰ ਈ ਗਜੂ ਤਾਂਜੀ ਈ ਜੇ ਤੂੰ ਈ ਗਜੂ ਤਾਂਜੀ ਦੇਵਚੋਆ ਸੋਂ ਬਿਸ਼ਰੋਸਾ ਈ ਜੇ ਤੂੰ ਜੇ ਤੂੰ ਈ ਗੁਨੇ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੈ ਕੋਇਆ ਨਾਜੂ ਸੰਭਾ ਕੋਇਆ ਵਾ ਤੂੰ ਸੁਲੇ ਦੇਵਚੋਜੂ ਮਾਦੂ ਛਬੀ ਯੋ ਮਾਰੇਸ ਜਿਨੀ ਬਿਤੇ ਮੈਂ ਸੋਂ ਸਾਤੇ ਦੇਵਚੋਜੂ ਰੇਸ ਨੂੰ ਜਨਮ ਚ ਛੋਆ ਸੋਂ ਬਿਸ਼ਰੋਸਾ ਛੋਆ ਸੋਂ ਬਿਸ਼ਰਸ 
Jugu Okay. All right. So there's a lot of information here, so just bear with me. Um, so the uh, third category uh, is uh, the need for analytical meditation uh, um, that is free from excitement and so forth um, on uh, these types of suffering, on suffering. 
Um, so I guess, uh, I don't know I'll just read this first. Though these are analytical meditations, you should nonetheless arrest excitement and so forth with regard to your mental object, not taking up any object, virtuous, non-virtuous, or ethically neutral, other than that which you are meditating upon. Without letting your mind fall into the influence of sleep, lethargy, or laxity, meditate uh, continually uh, in a state of consciousness uh, that is very clear and pure. Uh, so I'll stop there. Um, so I'm going to, though, though these are analytical meditations, you should nonetheless uh, arrest excitement and so forth. Um, so when we uh, look at the word meditation, there are two categories of meditation. Uh, cate uh, um, analytical meditation and single pointed meditation. Um, and there are two um, categories um, that are obstacles to meditation. Uh, first, excitement. Uh, and then a second category of uh, we'll call it translated as laxity, sometimes translated as dullness, um, uh, but we'll use the word laxity. So excitement and so forth is referring to um, abandoning, uh, while one uh, is um, um, meditating analytically on the truth, on suffering, one needs to abandon excitement and abandon uh, laxity. Um, so that's the point that's being made here. Uh, you would normally see these with uh, the single-pointed concentration, but one in this case uh, should abandon those at this point as well and have really one object of observation that one is analytically meditating on. And in this case, that object of observation uh, is suffering because we're in this uh, medium scope uh, uh, in this first part. Uh, the object of observation uh, is suffering. Um, so with regard to your mental object, not taking up any object, virtuous, non-virtuous, or ethically neutral, other than which you are meditating on. So one shouldn't waver uh, to any other object than suffering when analytically meditating on suffering. Any other object, whether it's a virtuous object, a non-virtuous object, or a new, uh, uh, neutral object, or literally an object that has not been presented in Scripture. Um, so uh, it should only be the one object that you're observing, and that is uh, suffering in this case. Um, it says, without letting your mind fall under the influence of sleep. So this word sleep is referring to a complete shutdown of the, um, the sense faculties and so forth. That when you fall asleep, your eyes close. You don't hear things. Uh, you don't taste things and so forth. So your faculties at that point completely shut down. So that's what sleep is, is referring to. Lethargy, um, I asked Rinpoche, what is the difference between lethargy and laxity? Lethargy, Rinpoche um, said, is like almost a darkness um, that's coming over uh, your mind while trying to um, meditate upon your object of observation. Um, and then laxity is more of a lack of clarity. Um, so there's a, a, the, the, the lethargy is a much more uh, darkened uh, um, uh, awareness than this lethargy where there's just this not clarity. Uh, the object of observation isn't clear. Uh, so these are all things that uh, one should abandon and one needs to be free from uh, while analytically meditating on suffering. So meditate continually uh, in a state of consciousness that is very clear and pure. So meditating only on the truth of suffering. Uh, and this meditation should be free from excitement and free from uh, um, dullness or laxity. Um, so that the, is the point uh, that's being made uh, here. Um, 
<clears throat> then it says, for as engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds says, there will be little result from any virtuous practice if the mind is distracted. So if the one uh, isn't focused, if the mind is distracted uh, in any way, whether it's uh, through um, laxity or through excitement, uh, then one will not be able to um, be able to achieve a very uh, good result from virtuous practice. So Lama Tsongkhapa here in his commentary uh, that then will uh, be qualified by Shanti Deva's quote. Um, uh, states that there's really a very little uh, result that will come from this if you're distracted while practicing virtue. Um, so then Shanti Deva states, the one who knows reality has said that prayers, austerities, and such, even if practiced for a long time, are pointless if done with a distracted mind. So prayers, austerities, and such are referring to the higher practices such as mantric recitation, uh, so such as the hundred-syllable mantra or um, doing the mantras of Amitabha or doing the uh, Chen Rezig mantra of Omani Pemi Hum uh, and so forth. So those mantras and those practices and so forth, um, uh, if even practiced for a very long period of time, uh, if your mind is distracted, there will be very little benefit. Uh, there will be a very, very small result. Here it says are pointless uh, if done with a distracted mind. So the, the, they won't have the significance they would uh, if your mind is in some way d distracted. So um, here then, uh, this is proof that uh, one needs to have this undistracted kind of pure, clear mind that's only um, focusing on the object of that um, um, observation that is chosen uh, when doing analytical meditation. Uh, and the chosen object in this section is suffering. Um, so, uh, in, so in order to um, um, actually realize certain practices, um, it's necessary to engage in analytical meditation. If one wishes to um, have the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta arise, analytical meditation is necessary. In order to uh, have uh, the determination to be free or the realization of renunciation, it's necessary to have analytical meditation. In order to realize the faults of cyclic existence, in order to understand suffering, it's necessary to engage in um, uh, analytical meditation because one has to present various points and reasons uh, to really be able to understand these topics and then eventually be able to realize them. So analytical meditation becomes indispensable in realizing all of these different topics and that analytical meditation needs to be free from distraction, free from uh, excitement and free from uh, um, laxity or, or dullness. Okay, uh, so we'll take a short break. <coughs> Tangue Shanjin 
Um, so this section uh, deals with the need for analytical meditation that is free from uh, excitement and laxity. Um, so we find it proven uh, by Shanti Deva first, uh, where it says, "The one who knows reality has said that prayers, austerities, and such, even if practiced for a long time, are pointless if done with a distracted mind." Um, so these practices should be done uh, with an undistracted mind, a mind uh, that is free of uh, laxity and free of excitement. And then it says, also, the Sutra of Cultivating Faith in the Mahayana says, O oh good, O oh child of a good family, from the enumeration you should know that faith in the Mahayana of the Bodhisattvas and all that emerges out of the Mahayana comes from con properly contemplating the meaning and the teachings with a mind not distracted. Uh, so all of the um, various realizations uh, that come about, uh, whether it is uh, the realization of love, the realization of compassion, the realization of the mind that aspires to enlightenment, or the prior realizations such as uh, uh, the desire to definitely emerge or renunciation, um, uh, all, uh, um, all of these realizations uh, require a mind that is not distracted to realize, require a mind that is free from excitement and free from uh, laxity. Um, so here now we have a, another uh, proof um, that one will not be able to um, achieve uh, um, very much realization or one will have very little result so a very small uh, realization if one's mind is distracted uh, under the influence of uh, excitement uh, or laxity. It needs to be free from those two. So one's analytical meditation needs to be an analysis that is not distracted. This way. Give Mibalizento, 
le tige sembaus ta tiegu do tensel marbeta tantan chus tantan chune tantan tsitesa ta ta nangaju samba nangaju samba sombot do ta tiegu mobero tsuge tantal santan nangaju samba rota wote bachat bachat santan ba wote tsisa do tensel marbe Tun ね、ワンドタテジュジュンガンジュンサンバテンウェレシャジュセンテンウェレトニンテンウェレドンドタテジュキテンシャビワテンドソレネンガンジュンサンバゴンシャジュセンゴンヤンチドソサンタバテチラ
so the next, uh, it says here, a mind not distracted means a mind that does not wander to objects other than the virtuous object of meditation, the meaning and the teaching, refers to the meaning uh, and the words, and properly contemplating means analyzing and reflecting uh, with discernment. Um, so here, mind not, not distracted is a mind that is free from uh, uh, laxity, uh, and its excitement uh, that does not move uh, on to a, any other object than the object of observation that one has chosen. Um, so if one is thinking of a desire to definitely emerge or the, the topic of renunciation, uh, then one's mind doesn't move to any other object other than uh, that renunciation or that the, either, any other subject uh, than renunciation. Um, uh, so it says, wander to other objects that are other than the virtuous object of meditation. The meaning in the teaching refers to the meaning uh, and the words. Um, so properly contemplating uh, the, the actual meaning of the words that are presented. So you have in the pronouncements of Lord Buddha and the Indi authentic Indian commentaries, you have uh, in all of these points about uh, renunciation uh, and all these points about uh, um, bodhicitta uh, and emptiness and so forth. So we have all of these points that are made um, and all of these words that are contained within these texts. Uh, so here it's saying to analyze and reflect uh, um, with discernment uh, I mean, analyze and reflect on these uh, um, words and the meaning of these words with discernment. Um, so here, analyzing them, uh, looking, uh, using uh, many reasons uh, and using many correct signs uh, and scriptural quotes and so forth uh, to be able to analyze uh, the points that are being made. Um, so... It says means analyzing uh, and reflecting with discernment. So, for instance, if one is uh, analyzing uh, the three sufferings, uh, the suffering of suffering, the suffering of change, uh, pervasive compounded suffering, and is presenting oneself with many reasons uh, um, why uh, one wishes to be free from suffering and uh, to um, wishes to um, emerge from cyclic existence. So one thinks of the many points about renunciation um, and by doing so, one will understand that suffering is something that one dislikes. Uh, so by understanding what the suffering is, what the meaning of it truly is, by analyzing it in many different ways, one will get to the point where he or she doesn't like the suffering, and then that begins the, uh, um, then that uh, um, gives one the ability to move from this idea of not liking suffering to a desire to definitely emerge from it. Uh, um, so um, this is how this an analysis um, um, transforms into the actual realization itself and the clear understanding of uh, the subject itself. So when we look at the subject of emptiness, uh, emptiness is very difficult to understand without applying many reasons uh, and many correct proofs or signs. Uh, so we find that all of these topics um, that are presented 
um, such as bodhicitta, um, wanting to become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings, uh, and other points, uh, it would be very difficult to realize without this analysis present. So this is why this section um, pays attention to analyzing and reflecting with discernment uh, and how uh, if one doesn't do that, uh, then one will not really have a very significant result. Um, so these are the points uh, that are made in this section. Uh, and the uh, pith is that one should um, not waver <coughs> the object of observation that one is uh, um, analytically meditating on. Ta Okay. Um, so this shows that any achievement of a virtuous uh, um, quality, um, any achievement of a virtuous quality requires both undistracted focus and analytical discernment. Therefore, the Buddhist says that any achievement of a virtuous quality uh, in the three vehicles requires a state of mind uh, that is both... Ah. The... the Okay, so this shows that, and let me go back, this shows that any achievement of virtuous quality requires both undistracted focus and analytical discernment. Uh, so when we look at the achievements or excellent qualities, uh, these refer to, for instance, the enlightenment of a hearer, the solitary realizer, or of the bodhisattva, or of the various pathways, the path of accumulation, the path of preparation, the path of seeing, etc. All of these are achievements. Uh, so all of these achievements re uh, rely on an undistracted mind, and that is a mind that is free of excitement and laxity. Jigunta Ne, 
Okay. Yönet Lato Okay, so now we get into the fourth category that any achievement uh, within the three vehicles requires um, uh, serenity or uh, meditative serenity and special insight. Um, so 
Uh, here, so we'll read this. Therefore, the Buddha says that any achievement of virtuous quality in the three vehicles requires a state of mind that is both an actual meditative serenity or a similitude of it, which rests one-pointedly on its virtuous object of meditation without wandering from it, and an actual insight or a similitude of it, which carefully analyzes a virtuous object of meditation and distinguishes both the real nature and the diversity of phenomena. Um, so here, um, Jayan Sheva's fourth category uh, deals with the necessity of achieving either an actual meditative serenity or a facsimile of it uh, if you don't have it. So Ramachi said, we don't actually have this. Um, uh, sometimes it's called calm abiding. Um, it's translated as. So we don't actually have this meditative serenity, but sometimes we, we do have a more stable mind than others. So that would be what would be kind of a facsimile of it, that, um, uh, that um, type, type of serenity. Uh, it's when we, we seem to be able to secure uh, on the focal object a little, in a more stable fashion. Um, so that's what it means by um, a, a similitude of it or a facsimile of it, which rests one-pointedly on its virtuous object of meditation uh, um, uh, w without wandering from it. Um, and then two, an actual insight. So this is referring to special insight uh, or a similitude of it or a facsimile of it, which carefully analyzes a virtuous object of meditation and distinguishes both the real nature and diversity of phenomena. So here, this, this, what it's talking about is the distinguishing uh, is the conventional truth uh, and ultimate truth that all phenomena uh, have. So um, this special insight or the facsimile of it is analyzing the object, but analyzing it in terms of both conventional and ultimate reality. Um, so that's what that's the special insight is referring to um, in that case. Uh, um, so any of the achievements of the hearers, the solitary realizer vehicle, the bodhisattva vehicle, or the Buddha, uh, um, really require... Um, uh, this union of calm abiding uh, and special insight. And then it says, similarly, the sutra unraveling the intended meaning says, Matreya, you should know that all virtuous qualities, mundane or super mundane, of the shravakas, the bodhisattvas, or the tathagatas result from the meditative serenity and insight. Uh, so here, this is again a proof of what was presented about the necessity of these uh, two accumulations of calm abiding uh, and special insight. Sazamishinda Sunjay, Sazamishinda, 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 Sazamishin
Sorry, just take me a minute. If I omit anything, I apologize. There's a lot of information. Um, uh, so, 
when we uh, look at this sutra unraveling uh, the intended uh, meaning, uh, we see that um, it says, you should know that all virtuous qualities, mundane or supermundane, of the Shravakas, the Bodhisattvas, and the Tathagatas result from um, meditative serenity uh, and insight. Um, so this actual text is where we find uh, um, the um, uh, mind-only school presentation uh, that the, chail, the trailblazer, uh, Lord Asanga, um, presented. Um, so this text, we find a presentation of the mind-only school. Um, and I'll just have to uh, wait till next week on uh, some of the um, points of the um, natureless. Uh, so the, the mind-only school, Rinpoche quoted uh, um, a text to, to show what is the the mind-only school posits and how the mind-only school posits their view based on a scripture that states the no nature of a phenomenon, no nature of arisal, no nature of establishment, and so forth. Um, so this is where the source of that uh, um, uh, inf information uh, came from. Um, so we see that Master Asanga uh, presented in the various texts uh, this view. Um, so um, all of the vehicles require this uh, union of calm abiding uh, and special insight in order for uh, any of the realizations or any of the virtuous qualities to be accumulated, uh, whether they are super mundane accumulations or uh, mundane accumulations. So uh, this is the point uh, being made here. Sanga uh, so then, in the sutra unraveling the intended meaning, uh, it states that the realizations of the shravakas or the, or the bodhisattvas that are mundane or super mundane. So there are these two categories. Mundane is referring to those realizations that are on the uh, be that the level of the worldly or ordinary being. Uh, so when we um, look at the sutra of the heart of transcendent knowledge, we find teata om gate gate paragate parasangati bodhisoha is referring to the five paths. So um, a being that is on uh, among the first two paths, the path of accumulation or the path of preparation, the Teata Om Gate Gate, either of those two paths are worldly paths. Those are ordinary beings. So that would go under the category of a mundane virtuous quality. Um, so then super mundane virtuous qualities or a super mundane virtuous achievement uh, would refer to... Uh, Paragate parasangati bodhisoha, which would refer to the path of seeing, the path of meditation, and then the path of no more learning. Uh, so these are the super mundane achievement, virtuous achievements. Uh, so that's what the, this text is referring to. Uh, um, the ordinary beings, uh, um, ordinary achievements, uh, and then the extraordinary achievements. Um, so the line of demarcation is between uh, um, the once one moves to the path of seeing, 
So the realization from the path of seeing on up becomes super mundane. Anything below the path of seeing, accumulation of preparation, is mundane. So that's what this refers to in here. So all of those realizations, whether they are mundane or super mundane, require a union of calm, abiding, and special insight to be realized. Okay, and they do something. <laughs> ตาซาจิงาก็นอนวะเตตาซาจิงาบะเลนดงาบะตาวะเตซาซาซาเชงาบะเตตานาเจดงาเจเลสงาบะตัวเตเกจิสงาบะเตเลนดงาวะเตต
or a facsimile of it for it to, act, to arise. Um, so that's the, the fourth point uh, that's made in Jaya Sheba's outline. And Rinpoche said that we are out of time, uh, so we'll uh, move on to the 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 tsar, tsar, Okay, so uh, we'll move on to the uh, concluding mandala offering uh, and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected to benefit the teachings of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. Whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful and I pray for the long life of the precious Cancer Wanda, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance.